liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 274, recording December 26th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we're going to be tossing around what we did on the holidays, some gifts. We're going to talk about E3 dying in a fire, Snyderverse also dying in a fire and going out with more of a whimper, if that's possible. Uh, uh, we'll figure out some other things to talk about along the way to do this. I have with me Shannon Ho 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 More. Hello. Yeah, I mean, you would say that the Snyderverse really shit the bed, but uh, <laughs> I mean, that's low hanging fruit, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, okay. Well, you know, I, they I, can't I, always be top tier comedy right now. I heard that. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and got him. Got him. Uh, also, Justin didn't have to take a 12-hour drive for Christmas, Carter. It's your boy. I know, dude. I, you know, I went to uh, Disneyland. Um, I mm-hmm. got to see all the people that were, you know, Goofy was asking Zach when him and his family were there where I was. I was there. I went. I had, you know, I had a great time. It was a lot better time. This is honestly probably the best time I've had. Um so the so the rides were working. Yes, uh, all the rides were open. They were working. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lines weren't that long. I think the longest I waited was maybe like forty minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, dude. Star Wars was like down to thirty. Like wow. we didn't even lightning lane that dude. We just like walked on. Like it was awesome. That's amazing. Um. Uh, it was awesome though because we were initially we were going like with Megan's family and mm-hmm. me and Megan were kind of like fuck this and like got our own room like didn't even see them like the entire That's time awesome. we were there and for this trip like comic San Diego Comic Con the like uh, saying for the trip was it's better to ask for permission for forgiveness than permission yeah with this trip it was the power of two because man dude with me and Megan. Like multiple times, there were times where we're in line and they're like two. And before the dude could even like finish saying the word two, I'd shoot my hands up. I'm like right here. And we'd skip <laughs> like 15, 20 people in line, go right through. Nice. Uh, one time we were in line waiting for uh, Thunder Mountain, uh, railroad, whatever. We were waiting mm-hmm. for the train ride and it was like going to be 40 minutes. And we just walked up there and Megan's like, damn it, dude. It said it was like 20 minutes on the app. And then now everyone rushed over here and it's 40 minutes. And some like little lady walked up to us and like tapped me on the shoulder. And she's like, Hey, is there only two of you? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, so my husband and daughter, we booked lightning lane stuff for the three of us. And she's done. Like she does not Uh, want to ride anything anymore. She's like, do you want to use their lightning lanes? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. So she scanned us in and we walked like immediately like onto the ride. That's awesome. And we saved our lightning lanes for uh, later that night once it was like nine at night and everything was like all lit up and awesome. Mm-hmm. And we rode it at nighttime. It was awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, what's your what 
what was your uh, best experience ride wise in the park? Oh man, it's, I really love uh, the Mickey and Minnie Runaway Train Railroad with like Goofy and stuff. That I mm. we rode that like three times. That was a lot of fun. Um, I, I mean, it's not the fun like most fun ride in the world, but I love it's a small world at Christmas time. Like Dude. everything's lit up so awesome and like it's just rad. No, seeing it all lit up was really cool, but then the, I didn't realize they also had like a Christmas overlay yeah. in the ride itself. So that was really cool to see too. Hey, I got Santa in there, the reindeer, all that good stuff. It's it's fun, dude. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Um it, and what was nice is it was supposed to rain like multiple days while we mm-hmm. were there. And it like very lightly sprinkled on Tuesday or whatever. And then Wednesday we did California Adventure. And that's like when it was raining. Um, and we, we did the Spider-Man Web Slingers oh, yeah. ride. And then we did, what was the other one? Oh, we did Little Mermaid. But after like Web Slinger, Megan was like, yeah, dude, this kind of sucks. Like you want to just go home? I was like, yeah, let's just go. Let's get home early, man. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, we only rode those and then dipped and we were just like, yeah, we're done. Like, which I was fine with, man, dude. My feet were sore. We were at the park eight to five on Monday and then we went at noon on Tuesday and stayed from noon to 10. So, Dang. yeah, then yeah. that was back to back. So, like, my feet were hurting. I was... yeah, day, th- day three is usually the tap out day, regardless. You know, it's like you've seen it all at that point. You're just writing stuff again. Dude, and that's the problem, too, is, like, California Adventure is not built to backtrack. Like, that shit is yeah. all over the place. There's, like, oh, hey, there's one ride in Cars Land, then you have to walk to fucking BFE to hmm. go get on another ride. So it's, like, oh, and that was the problem, too, is because of the rain, everything is outside. So, like, they shut everything down. Like, the Incredicoaster yeah. was shut down, the Toy Story fucking thing. Like, everything was shut down that day, and that's why I was, like, dude, this sucks. Like, I'm not walking around, like, waiting until an hour until the shit comes back up or whatever. Let's just go home. I mean, the, the midway shooting thing is fun, but that other toy story ride sucks all the ass, dude. Like (laughs) it was awful. Like both kids were saying like, that's easily the worst ride we went on this entire trip. And that included the universal rides. So I was like, damn, (laughs) Do you know uh yeah. when you're when you're getting dunked on by the Simpsons yeah. roller coaster sprays you with water in the face, you know, you're at your lowest of lows. When when the Kung Fu Panda theater experience surpasses you, I mean, <laughs> just just rip that shit down and replace it, bro. It's over. <laughs> um But yeah, that sounds like a good trip, man. Yeah. How was uh your guys' Christmases? Uh Shannon, how about you? Mm. It was busy. Uh, a lot of driving, a lot of heading to all of my family lives like within like 30 minutes of us. Uh, so it's just basically <clears throat> driving over there, driving over back over here, driving all over the place, um, sitting down, eating some really rich and heavy food. Yep. And then um, heading to the next stop and hoping that like there's a bathroom that you could just blow up <laughs> at the next person's house. Like, dude, that's just how it is for me. Uh, but it was good. Um, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, my, my big present for the year, 
um, was a trip to Sonoma Raceway where I get to drive a Lamborghini Huracan around the track. Um, That's rad. So I will be, uh, yeah, I'll be, you'll, I mean, listen in August to see if you hear anything about a, a Lamborghini exploding at Sonoma Raceway. That's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my son wanted crash test dummies this year. Uh, very strange pull, I know, but like Santa came through, like got him like some uh, vintage like crash test dummies from like the 90s, like back when probably you were shitting in your pants, Justin. Like there was an actual like TV show that was called the crash test dummies. And uh, for a while there, they yeah, had that, a pretty... that TV show didn't come out last week. Uh, no, it, it came out, it came out like 10 years, like yeah, 20 but you years said ago. you said oh. back when Justin was shitting in his pants. Oh, uh... <laughs> man oh man come on but yeah but uh but yeah so uh we found some uh so uh, santa claus found some vintage uh clothes uh i was at um crash test dummy merchandise from that show Mm -hmm. uh so he's ecstatic about that um we got him a basketball hoop um so that he could like because he wants to play basketball that's his next sport he wants to try out for um so, you know, built the basketball hoop uh, outside today and then, you know, immediately like just slapped the ball out of the air. Like when he was yep. trying to take a shot, you know, you got to do that once to set the pace. But uh, but yeah, but it was it's kind of like it's prison yard rules. You know, you got to <laughs> you got to assert dominance day one. I know the, the problem is, is uh, my wife saw it and like she was like, you know, Mama Bear came out in her and was just like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to put my body into this now. Like I was going up for a layup and ended up in the bushes. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> turnabout's fair play, I guess. But uh, it was it was good. Um, how about you, Zach? Uh, well, uh my wife's family goes ham as the kids say 20 years ago on Christmas. Uh, so I saw them a lot over the last Mm. week Mm -hmm. and, uh, Santa came through with a, uh, Freddie Fazbear, like collectors thing that, uh, my kid really wanted. Nice. And, uh, a descendants doll set for my daughter, Brad, which she was super stoked about. Um, and then, yeah, we got them some, uh, some games. Uh, my daughter got one of those, like, do you, did you guys ever do the latch hook, like carpet thing when you were kids? Like you have like a grid that's all mm-hmm. colored and you put little pieces of yarn and pull them through with like the hook. Yeah. So, I did it with my, gra- my, my grandpa. He was big. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. my, uh, my daughter got one of those and has just been obsessively working on it. Like she fills out a row and then it's like, look, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's four, four rows of yarn. Good job. <laughs> like, um, but then, yeah, other than that, like, uh, my wife and I got each other a Sono soundbar for the house. Sweet. So excited to get that hooked up and fired mm-hmm. up. And then, uh, yeah, pretty, you know, kind of like you driving back and forth, making mac and cheese. That mac and cheese look bomb, by the way. I'm just going to say it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've gotten to the point now where people have requested it for like every special event. It's like, can you just uh, how about you just make mac and cheese? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah, it's a uh, it's it's great when it gets to that point because like you know what to make every year. You don't have to ask. You're just like everybody's like you're making the mac and cheese, right? Yeah. Or like you know, in in my case, it's either uh like a friend of ours uh, showed me how to make some uh, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo Dip. 
yes. so like I make that for my family and like they don't eat it like any other time other than like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that's usually what I get hit hit up for. Although I did candy the shit out of some bacon. Some, oh, like actually fresh bacon this year not the green bacon that i usually like mm-hmm, to eat mm-hmm. and um it went over pretty well so there might be a, there may be a contender next year yeah my wife would make uh the bourbon brown sugar bacon mm, yep and that is uh she hasn't made that this year i don't think but it's pretty damn tasty let me tell you it's good mm-hmm. um but yeah outside of that it was a nice little holiday kids were great once we actually got there, the, the lead up to the holiday was hellacious, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, our elf on the shelf was pulling double duty. Like, let me tell you, like he was doing the Lord's work, writing notes, basically saying like, you got too many toys. You need to get rid of some, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was out there like, you know, making sure like, Hey, I got my eyes on you. So like, you know, don't be a little shit. Like sometimes like, you know, he was like calling him out. So, you know, my son was like, oh, snap, like, you know, he's out there, like, you know, actually pulling down some, uh, he's doing the tough work. So, uh, well, I will tell you, uh, as, as nice as that sounds, I'm never going to have that creepy son of a bitch in my house. <laughs> ever. Dude, like, I mean, yeah, the first like week, it's fun, right? And then after that, you're just like, fuck, I forgot to do it. And then you run downstairs real quick and you just like eat him across the room and wherever he lands, he lands. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, well, I guess that's where he is for the day. Look, uh, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not influencer dad. I'm not making di- <laughs> fucking dioramas for this doll, you know, like <laughs> dioramas. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's bullshit. Uh, one time Megan and I were watching uh, um, our friend's house or whatever, like their dogs taking care of them while they were on vacation mm-hmm. for like a week. And they were coming home and it was like right before like Christmas time. And they're like, Hey, we got a little favor uh, if you could do it. And they're like, so we have this elf on the shelf and whatever. They're like, I have an idea that we like want you to set this up so that it's like done when we come home. And I'm like, okay. And it involved basically the elf in a shelf being in like a fucking hot air balloon suspended <laughs> from like the second floor with like string and shit and like snowflake stuff. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck is this? Like, I like you paid me in a bottle of wine, bro. Like, I don't know what the fuck you think. <laughs> right. I'm like doing all this shit. So, as like my like revenge, like I set it all up, and yeah, so we went to Hobby Lobby and spent like fifty fucking dollars getting all this shit for them, <laughs> which we were reimbursed. Uh-huh. But is uh, my revenge for having to do this? I'm like, dude, like fuck this. <laughs> like, they wanted these fake snowflakes up. I like put that shit on like the end of like two brooms tied together and put it like in the middle of their house, like super far away where it's like, they'll never get that shit down. And we had to like try and like scrape it off from like with the huge stick. You're like, you're like, get it, get a super tall ladder, bud. Cause yeah. uh, it ain't, it ain't coming down anytime soon. Yeah. That's one of those where it's just like, well, now it's a forever decoration. That's a funny. Um, but yeah, the, uh, any any guys score anything good? Anything video game related? Nah. Really? Nothing? I mean, nothing video game related. Like, this was the year I think everybody realized, hey, we got, like, way too much shit in our house. So yeah. people started doing things that were either, like, experience-oriented or, uh, like, I, you know, uh, I think I've talked about it on the show a couple times. I've recently taken a new position at work. Um, 
you know, my dad uh, did the same thing that I'm doing now. He did it for like 40 years. So there was uh, like he laminated like all of his like 20 cardinal rules for doing like my my job, essentially. OK, um, so he had those like laminated and put on like a key ring. So like, you know, they're easy to flip through. Mm -hmm. uh, he gave me all of his keys uh, for all of the elevators uh, that he's collected over the 40 years, his 40 year career. Um, so that was like a super like useful gift. Um, so those are totally. pretty and, and pretty sentimental. Like yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, I thought that was awesome. Uh, and then, uh, let me see. Other than that, um, I just finished renovating, uh, the garage, uh, we're turning it into a workshop workspace. So, uh, a lot of people Sweet. just, yeah, just turned that, uh, into like an opportunity to just kind of give me money to be like, we don't know what to buy you for that thing, but like, uh, if you do, here's some cash. So it was it was pretty cool. Like I walked out with like maybe like one small box of stuff, and that was about it. Uh, Justin, what was your like? What was your what was your like shining moment of gifting? Uh, so you know, with Megan's family and stuff, you know, we did the Disneyland thing this year, mm -hmm. first getting each other gifts. But my parents were actually both here um uh, this year and stuff so we actually did christmas with them for the first time in like i don't even know probably at least like four or five years mm -hmm. um and they like actually bought gifts and stuff and they did really good my dad got me a animal crossing hoodie and it had <laughs> which your wait, dad like, got it for you yeah, yeah, he knows nothing. Say, your dad like that's what blew me away like when i opened it and he, my dad like i opened it and i'm like oh cool it's like a hoodie whatever and then when i like looked at it it had red from animal crossing on it and it said seems legit <laughs> and i was like i was like dude and he's like yeah dude he's like i was uh he's like i looked at it i was like dude that's hilarious i'm like and i was explaining it to him he's like yeah he's like dude i had did like a shit ton of research about animal crossing and he's like and when i looked up like this guy and like what he does he sells like fake paintings and i'm like this motherfucker was on here for like hours looking up the deep <laughs> lore of Animal Crossing to like that's figure amazing. out if this was something that I like. So that's pretty cool. And my mom got me like a Babam t-shirt. Bobby. Yes, rested R.I.P. My boy Bobby. Um, so they did really good. And then of course they got Megan a bunch of dinosaur shit. Like she got a dinosaur pillow, a glow in the dark dinosaur blanket. Um, they got us a little light up dinosaur thing like you know plug in like under the tree thing which mm -hmm. it's different than the one we already have so it's oh, cool. cool they're like friends so we brought them over on christmas eve because we didn't put up our tree this year but we plugged them in and set them up under their tree mm -hmm. um so that was like a big hit um so no it was pretty cool and then for like my mom and stuff uh she reads a lot so i got her a buffy the vampire slayer book bag sweet um so she loved that got her some she always complains that she doesn't have any bookmarks so i got her some harry potter bookmarks and then like a couple books that she wanted um my dad dude my dad's like one of the hardest people to shop for and i was we were walking around this uh there's an antique store here called brass armadillo mm -hmm. it's really cool and great I, name yeah mm -hmm. uh and i went with my mom and i'm like i'm like would dad like this would dad like this i'm trying to figure it out and she's like you know what your dad really wants I'm like, yes, tell me what. And she's like, he really wants some weed gummies. Uh, and I'm like, dude, 
it's done. <laughs> like I know all about that shit, man. Like I'm like, dude, I'll hook him up. So like he wants the edibles. That's yes. what he wants. Yes, he's gotten very big into that up north. He's like growing a bunch of plants and like doing whatever. So I was like, dope. I'm like, easy peasy, hit the dispensary, like picked him up some. You know what? Your dad is way cooler than I was giving him credit for. Like <laughs> I will I will tell you right now, like I don't know what it is, but like every gummy that I have ever eaten mm-hmm. just makes me tired. Super tired. Well, like, yeah. I just want a nappy nap. And that's exactly what he wanted it for, though. He said he wanted stuff to help him sleep. So I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, I'm like, take one of these like an hour before you want to fall asleep. And dude, you're gonna be like laying on bed and it's gonna feel like you're on the Apollo 13 taking <laughs> off the sleepy by land. You're like, and here's a phrase when you think it, don't act on it. It's called this these gummies ain't doing shit. Yeah. Don't don't take another. Do not. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be that guy that's like, nah, this ain't hitting, and you hit it all hits at once. Yep. And then you're sitting in the corner. And you're like, Well, apparently I'm gonna be on another planet for six days good thing i'm on vacation because i ain't coming back for a while (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh man happy holidays (laughs) yeah i know right but yeah i got him that and i got him some like i don't know like he's in the locks and keys i guess like old Mm -hmm. locks and keys so i got him like a like cool like set of brass keys that i found at a brass armadillo in like a 1930s like electrical box thing and stuff and he was giving me and megan a little history lesson on the edison bulb and whatever while he opened it it was pretty cool that's right good stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. none of my none of my gifts were that cool I got, oh, come on you got to get something you didn't you get like a cool hat or like uh no um okay i got let's see Oh, I got a I got a record player. No way, really. Yeah, I need. I want. I've been looking to get a uh, a record player for a while because I have like a bunch of vinyl, mm-hmm. but my old one is trash and it's just not worth fixing at mm-hmm. this point. And uh, I got a record player that is Bluetooth capable. Great. I was so going to ask if it if it syncs up Bluetooth or yeah, so I can just like attach it straight to the Sonos or whatever via mm-hmm. Bluetooth and play throughout the house. I'm kind of mm-hmm. jazzed about that. Um, Were your kids like super confused when they saw it? No, they actually know what records are. So I've got that working for me, which is <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, it was pretty fun. It was a good little holiday. I got Mortal Kombat One. I haven't played it yet though. Wow! So, cool. I mean, did you get it on the Switch? <laughs> yeah, on the Switch. Now, uh, <laughs> for cheap, super cheap. Yeah, <laughs> all thirty frames, chugging at once. Uh, I still that the look of was it Johnny Cage's face? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so good. It's gonna live rent free in my brain forever, bro. Uh, we we do need to circle back because Justin was talking about his time with his parents. And I saw a picture on Facebook of you. Oh my god! Oh, here we go. Yeah, I, in a Hooters I, shirt that's autographed. Like, okay, so who autographed? First of all, all right. who autographed your Hooters shirt? Well, hon, uh, let's let, let's start at the beginning first. Okay, yes, all right, yeah, let, let's do. Let so yes, which this is great because I also wanted to. So that day, I went over to me and Megan went over to my parents. Uh, my mom bought her and Megan new stockings. 
Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you know, like, and wanted us to come over and bought like some red and green of like the glitter puffy paint stuff and wanted us to, like write names on our stockings. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. And to make sure that they were dry and stuff before Christmas. So we were like, cool. Like we went over there. And so we went over there for that and we stayed for dinner. Um, but <laughs> me and Megan did the puffy paint thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, it came out pretty good, whatever. And my mom showed me my dad's, which my dad used to, uh, have his own business where he did like pinstriping on cars oh, and nice, made signs yeah. and whatever. And yeah, his stocking looked fucking immaculate. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm glad you waited until I was done to show me that before <laughs> I felt like, you know, a piece I mean, of shit because to be, to be fair, it was made by a professional. Like that is like a legit <laughs> profession. But so. like I wrote mine on and like, maybe like five minutes and <laughs> Megan was like, how long did this realistically take you? And I was like, maybe a little over an hour like that's how like it did i was like dude fuck you but uh we were over there for dinner and we were playing cards drinking a little red wine um Mm -hmm. and i don't remember i like i think i stuck megan we were playing five crowns and like i stuck megan with a bunch of points and she went to like throw her arm like point at me and like launched my wine glass oh no uh, uh, all over like and i was wearing uh i have this husky sweater that's oh, like no, limited that that's like limited edition it's gray and white and megan launched red wine like down the entire side oh. of it uh and i immediately like threw it off and my mom was like bring that out in the sink and get that in the washer and had the little spray and i was spritzing it uh but i needed clothes to wear in the meantime, while <laughs> my pants and sweater were being washed, mm-hmm. and in my old room, uh, the only two pieces of clothing I had left in the entire room were my Santa boxers that I had from <laughs> like high school and my Hooters t-shirt, uh, which was signed by all the waitresses that were working that day. And it was from when we went for my ninth birthday uh, to Hooters. God bless you, waitresses. It, yes. You went for your ninth birthday and the shirt still fits you today. Yes. Well, as I had to point out to Zach, it was an adult size t-shirt. They do not sell kid sizes um, at Hooters. So it was an adult medium shirt. Uh, but it's and- a family establishment. They should have all sizes. You're right. And you know what? Maybe now they do. Um, back <laughs> in 1999, though, they did not. Um, but yes, and what's funny is that was the first time that shirt had actually ever been worn. Uh, <laughs> it, it was never worn. It was just folded up, and it was just in the drawer in my room. And that was the first time I, I had to cut the tag off it and put it on. I'm impressed that you've kept that shirt that long. My mom would have yeeted that shit out yeah. of the out of the hundred percent shirt drawer so fast dude well what was even funnier was like my aunt uh when i posted it on facebook my aunt was kind of like you know joking around like, oh you know what your parents take their kids to hooters like did a and i'm like bitch you were there like you and your entire <laughs> family she's like i don't remember that i'm like dude i know you were there because i know they were there because my cousin ryan got me for my ninth birthday my very first tech deck and I still have it. <laughs> I, I specifically remember that birthday at Hooters because I got my very first tech deck. Wasn't for the Hooters. It was because you got your tech deck. Yeah. Women couldn't care less, bro. Got my first World Industries <laughs> tech deck. 
Um, which I did get more tech decks for Christmas too, and not new ones either, like the old original ones. We found some at Brass Armadillo, and my mom was like, "If you find anything, let me know." And I'm like, "Bro, here's a bag of twelve original tech decks. I'd like that. I will send you all of Series One of hookups if you want it." I have, I have a question. What the fuck don't they have at Brass Armadillo? <laughs> Dude, it's so, like the eighth time you've mentioned this store, and it's been for a different thing every yeah. time. Dude, let me tell you. So what it is, though, is Brass Armadillo, it is an antique store, but what it is is they have glass cases. And, and you can rent out the glass cases? Yes, okay. yes. So they have an assortment of anything and everything, bro. I've, I'll tell you, in, over the years, like the past 30 years, I've gone to Brass Armadillo. I've bought in tech decks anime figurines, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I've bought in throwing stars, throwing <laughs> knives, brass knuckles. Um, what else did I get, dude? I got like a glass rose. Like they have books, um, like Legos and stuff. Like I did a lot of Christmas shopping at Brass Armadillo. Dude, they had a shit ton of Funko Pops this year. Like, like multiple cases that were just filled with nothing but fucking Funko Pops. Dude, I see those things everywhere nowadays. Are are we at that stage where like there's a steady decline of Funko Pops now? People are just tired of it because like, dude, I mean that's been going on for a while. There's just they're everywhere. Well, yeah, they like oversaturated the market. There's too many, and unless it's like one of the older, like very limited, like oh WonderCon exclusive or whatever, like they're not worth shit. Like we we have to be to Shannon's point in the in the uh diminishing returns of Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, they're like the beanie babies of this generation. Dude, let me tell you, uh my cousin got uh my son and my cousin um a Funko Pop DC advent calendar this year. Robbie got it too. Um I was so disappointed. Like there were probably three different characters that had three different variants of the same action figure. So it was like wonder Christmas wonder woman. And then there was shiny, uh, Christmas wonder woman. And then there was gingerbread Christmas woman. What? Or like wonder woman. Uh, and like they did that with the Joker. They did that with Batman. They did that with the flash, like Shazam and blue beetle were in there once each. And then I think Superman was in there twice. So I yeah, it was it was a really shitty advent calendar. Dude, they were getting bang for their buck out of those molds. They're just like, nah, we'll just make this work with five. Twenty five days, five molds. We'll <laughs> yeah, dude, and that's the thing is like, like we got the, this. Don't even worry the, about it. And then with some of the gingerbread cookies, you would have a gingerbread variant that was like burnt on the back, and then you had one that was not burnt. So then they got like an extra day out of that there. And then there was like a day where like back to back, it was Batman. Like they screwed up and they put Batman like twice in the middle. I was like, bro, I was like, it's the same action figure. It's a gingerbread Batman. It sucks. <laughs> and it's the weakest of sauces. It was. It's garbage. Oh, garbage. You know what else is garbage? Aquaman what? 2, apparently. Because, uh, wow. Um, we've got. What was it? A a $28 million opening for Aquaman 2, which that ain't good. Um, yeah. So listen, reading a couple of reviews, listening to a couple things, it became obvious that 
uh, everyone just kind of sleptwalked through this movie. And, you know, I'm sure they had to edit around Amber Heard and all that, uh, that whole controversy. But it wouldn't shock me if they all just knew they were dead men walking. That they were just playing out the string. I'm wondering why this didn't get Batgirled. Yeah. How they were just like, you know what? We're just not going to release this. Let's just leave it in the can. That's a that's a tough one, bro. Like, at least put it like VOD, right? Like, just send it out there to maybe get some streams or some views. But like, for the most part, like, don't put this in theaters, bro. Dude, if you had to guess, what do you think the budget is for Aquaman 2? Oof. With reshoots and everything, I would say this was like, oof, like, oof, 400 million? I'm going to say two, 200 million. Zach's right on the money. It was $205 million. Oof. You think I they'll think... you think they'll make money? internationally probably like but i don't think they're gonna make their money back i don't think they're gonna make their money back not domestically not even close maybe they do their taxes as a loss yeah i was gonna say as a 28 million dollar opening it's that's that's done that's over um that's uh what was the movie you saw justin where you were the one person in the theater morbius (laughs) that's morbius levels right there um the Marvels is sitting over there, like just grinning and like rubbing yeah. their hands back and forth. They're like, finally. <laughs> so let me ask you guys, because uh, I saw this posited elsewhere. Is this movie bad enough to kill sur- superhero movies for a while? Because, you know, they've been trending that way for a little bit. But I think this is the final, like, we can't just throw any slop out there that these pigs will eat up. I think DC movies are going to cause people to like take a minute when when they see DC in the beginning of it. I would be surprised if there is like a a movie that comes out that is a DC superhero. If they just don't remove DC from the beginning of like the credits Mm. or like the trailer, just so people give it an honest shake before they already have their own impression. But I think people are still looking at Marvel and like, you know, there's that meme with like the guy like poking Marvel with a stick saying like yeah, do something. Exactly. I, I think that's pretty much what's happening is like people are just like, we know DC's garbage. We know they've struggled. Uh, but Marvel, like, you, you know, yeah, they went through a rough phase when COVID hit. But like, this is their time. This is their time. Like, who cares that Jonathan Majors just got like fired? Like, we're going to do something cool here, right, guys? Like, this is our chance to start from scratch. Like, we don't have to worry about the Kang Dynasty anymore. We could do something that's a lot more interesting. Let's roll out the Fantastic Four again and make sure that it looks cool this time so that we can bring in Dr. Doom. I mean, they're not, they never do it. But honestly, what Marvel should do at this point is be like, the MCU was great. MCU was awesome. And it's over. And we're relaunching with Fantastic Four. Like all new timeline, all new continuum. None of the MCU stuff from before now happened, matters. You know, we're doing alternate. This was what the multiverse was setting up. It was setting up a brand new timeline and never the two shall meet. You know what I mean? I would say let Deadpool 3 kick it off. You got a time for that to like do its thing. 
It's a strong contender. It's got Hugh Jackman coming back as mm-hmm. Wolverine. You got Ryan Reynolds doing his thing as Deadpool. You can bring in the X-Men. You can bring in like all the, the, the properties that people actually care about. Like, you know, bring bring cable back. Like, you know, ha- have fun with it. Um, I think that's where they should kick it off. You mean building your Avengers around a bunch of characters no one gives a fuck about is a bad <laughs> idea? That's weird. <laughs> no, but I like agree kind of on both fronts. And it's kind of like, I know, I want to say for DC, after this, their next movie isn't until Superman, which isn't mm-hmm. until like May of 2025. So they're not. Which I think is a good like. thing. Yes, I think that's awesome. And I think honestly, that's incredibly smart and um but i know even you know the marvels i don't think was a bad movie but it also just underperformed at the box office and i think people you're right are just tired and or it's like they just don't think it's good they don't want to spend the time or money or whatever but i think i mean i i said it half jokingly but they're putting out these movies of characters people just do not care about you know tony stark's not showing up in the marvels and neither right. is Chris Hemsworth and neither is Chris Evans. And it's like ever since Endgame, you lost all these characters that people really care about. And guess what? It's not Doctor Strange. It's not Thor, you know, and and things would be very different. I really believe it. Things would be very different if Chadwick Boseman hadn't passed away because mm-hmm. it looked to me like they were going to let Tony Stark and Captain America, you know, right off into the sunset and build around Black Panther because he was charismatic and had the, you know, wherewithal and and chops to do it, to be that next man up. And once he was gone, the void that was left there, it's like, I'm sure, sure he ain't it. She's just not. And neither is Ant-Man. It's not Doctor Strange. Like, these are all bit players, and they played their role great in the first, you know, in-game saga. But you're not building around these people. And so I think that's the problem more than anything, is they don't have those pillars anymore. And so you're trotting out the Marvels, and it's like, no one cares. Right. I didn't, no one cared the first time around. She was in three movies. I mean, that's the issue, though, is you have all these characters that, like, Outs like you have your A-list characters, right? Like you have your Iron Mans and Captain America and mm-hmm. Spider-Man. You've already tapped into those resources. Like what what's a B-tier superhero that people care about? Like, I mean, you got lucky with Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody knew who yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy were. But <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy were like Z tier. Yeah. You know? Like they got yeah. I mean, like that is that I mean, that's what everybody's looking for, right? They're looking for that property that you could you could spend very little money acquiring and then mm-hmm. make a huge amount of money when it hits. And like, you know, DC tried it with Blue Beetle um, and, you know, it, it had like a mix, mixed success. Like I would probably say it underperformed, but you like that's what everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for that, like that that next little crumb, that little morsel in that universe that you sure. can blow up into this huge. I don't know who that is. I don't know Marvel enough to know who that is, but like it just seems like there's. Not a lot of those guys. Well, I think there's a, you know, they have a really huge roster. Marvel does. Mm -hmm. And same with DC, 
you know, like they could, you think there's a lot to of directions they can go, but I think a big part of it is the directors you pick and the actors you pick, you know, like that's the thing they nailed in the beginning was the casting mm-hmm. and you know, the, the stories you're telling, like Shuri just needs to be a better actor. If Shuri was a better actor, I would have been way more involved with I, that. The, I with would that. beg to differ. Uh, I you, think, thought, you thought that was well acted? No, I beg to differ <laughs> about the story. Like, I think that whole, I think everything from top down, that second movie had problems. Like, oh, I didn't like sure. the plot. I sure. didn't like, you know, I didn't like anywhere that that story went. But I also could see my my expectations and my my ability to look forward to the next project mm-hmm. with Shuri in it with a better actor. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have come out of Black Panther being like, God, I hope she's not in the Avengers, which <laughs> is what I did. You know, like that's how I left that movie. And you know, as much as I love Anthony Mackie in Twisted Metal, like, I'm sorry, you're not Captain America. You're just not. You're the Falcon and you were a great Falcon. You were an awesome sidekick. Like, you're not Captain America. I'm sorry. You're not. <laughs> and and so he just doesn't have the gravity to him mm-hmm. as a character. Like, that's the thing with Captain America. And maybe it's how they filmed it. And maybe that's how it was portrayed. But every time... Captain America was on screen. He had gravity to him, you know, like he was the leader in charge and everyone knew it. And I, maybe they'll build him out in the Captain America movie and you'll feel it by the end. I hope so. But as it stands right now, I'm just sitting here going like, you don't have it. I don't know who it is, but it ain't you. Um, like yeah. the man got beat by Ant Man, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just I taking mean, it, L's left and right. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem, though. Is like you have that previous, uh, like history with him, right? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to shed that and like create a new character around this new persona that he's supposed to be. Um, so I don't think. I mean, if he doesn't have it now, he's not going to have it when this movie comes out. But um, well, and it sounds like it all got canned when Bob Iger came back, but that's why I thought the, the young Avengers initiative they were putting together was a good idea because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of new actors that let you kind of build up, build them up as they go. Like you're not sitting there assuming like, well, he's not Captain America. Uh, that's not really Iron Man. Yeah. They're kids. They're not supposed to be, you know? And so mentally I don't have to do those gymnastics to get there. I did like the fact that that was it Haley Steinfeld or whatever her name was uh the Hawkeye lady. Yeah. Uh she Kate, did tweet, Kate Bishop. Yeah, she did tweet out this week uh that she with a screenshot of her in the outfit like doing something. So maybe yeah. there's another season 2 Hawkeye? I don't know. Uh, that was a good show. I would like what? to see something Hawkeye related come back. Uh, um but but just circling back, I think that's been my issue with some of the DC stuff. It, I mean, outside of the plot being hmm. awful and, you know, like some of the director direction being horrible. Sorry, Snyder people. Um, the characters just felt thin as characters. 
it's like, here's a stereotype and another stereotype. And, and by that, I mean, just your stereotypical Superman. There was nothing special about Cavill Superman mm-hmm. and Affleck's Batman. It's like, yeah, someone read a lot of nineties Batman comics. All right. That's who we got. You know, like there's nothing unique about your take on it. So I don't know. I think that's the thing is like DC, like I've said it time and time again, they're way too serious. Like everything about them is dark and gritty and slow. And like everything's supposed to have purpose and always misses that mark. I hate that. Like, and they tried to get better with blue beetle. They tried Mm -hmm. to make things lighter and brighter and more jovial. And I think with, I think that's where blue beetle succeeds. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see more of that. Like even the first Shazam, the first Shazam was great. Second Shazam, they got in their own way again. Like, you know, well, they just, the second Shazam got wonder woman, Navy Ford, you know, yeah, like it was yeah. just like, so can I get an editor in the room? Please? <laughs> can I just have someone watch this and be like, guys, this makes no fucking sense. What are you doing? Um, you know, I did see a tweet about Wonder Woman 84 recently on Twitter. <laughs> it was the scene where, you know, she's running down in the desert or whatever. And yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. this was filmed on location. And the fact that it looks like green screen is impressive. <laughs> I don't know how but they made this look like it's just filmed in front of a green screen when they were actually there. Oof. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. So, you know, Snyderverse, I hope you don't kill comic book movies in general because i like them at least we'll always have sony because sony does not care <laughs> they just don't care like, yeah i mean i heard yeah I, like i saw screenshots of venom 3 and i was like jesus christ guys give that body time to cool hey, hey you want to know what's coming in 2024 from sony studios madam web mm-hmm. venom 3 and craven you're getting all three of them this year Okay, you know what? Like two, one of those things is not like the other, and I will tell you that Craven looks a lot better than the other two movies. I will say Craven looks okay. I will of of those three, I kind I want to watch Craven. Mm-hmm. I, I just have a sneaking suspicion Madam Web might be all right. Mm. How funny would it be though, if at the end of all this, like Sony's Spider Villain verse is actually <laughs> like the best thing. Like Marvel just fell off a cliff. DC disappears. And next thing we know, it's like the fucking sinister six, but it's like the Avengers for the Sony verse. And we're all in (laughs) Nicholas Cage is Mr. Negative. (laughs) That just hurt me. Um, Now, Mr. Negative is a rad character in the Spider-Man video games. Mm -hmm. I will say like, he's, he's really cool. Um, All right. Should we talk about something that isn't really cool, which is E3 dying a slow, horrible death <laughs> over the last five years? Yeah. You know, it's funny because we talked about this the last time we recorded. We're like, yeah, they're like video game awards. Like we just won an E3, right? And then E3 was like, huh? And we were like, no, not you. Stay dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay, stay down. Um, we want something different, but not that. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's about time. It's about freaking time. Let that horse die. Take it off a of life support. Let us fill that void with something else. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that void got filled. Did it, it? Got, it got key lead. It, it got key lead. Did it? Like for your general I mean, public. Yes. That void mm-hmm. got filled. I mean, 
is the industry going to miss a trade show where they made a lot of backroom deals and stuff? Sure, probably. But it sounds like people weren't doing that anyway for a while. Once they let the general public into the show, I think it kind of killed the industry part of the show. Well, I mean, they were desperate for money. They weren't making any money. That was the problem. And I definitely think that uh, I, I do agree with you. I do think that having the general public come in and just basically ransack the place and take away the the media functionality of it. Like you don't have like these reporters that have a lot of time anymore to look at your product. Like they're competing with Joe Schmo from off the street who just wants to sit there and play your video game and hang out with his buddy and like, you know, smoke some weed and drink some beers and play some new video games. Like it ruins the, the reporting of it, like in the hype around it. Um, so, I mean, I get, them shooting themselves in the foot with that like how do you like e3 is a trade show right people don't like going to trade shows people don't like going to the the, these things they're crowded people smell like you know it's just you got to make your schedules and then adhere to them and like some of these games suck but you still got to put a positive spin on it because you're a reporter um you know it it's the same at any trade show right um Mm -hmm. you know it was just it was a chance for people to meet up that were in the same industry, blow off some steam, hang out with each other and, you know, kind of, you know, get get an idea of where where the industry was going. Um, I think, you know, nowadays uh, they've kind of lost that path, um, but it'll be interesting. I don't I don't think Keeley and his award show is going to be the it's a good band aid for now. But I would like to well, see. Well, and something. remember, he's got he's got Summer Games Fest too, so he's got you know coming and going a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, but even then, like Summer Games Fest, all of the other companies are going to put out their shit before he goes anyway, right? Like, or mm-hmm. right after. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel like his thunder is kind of stolen by the industry. Like, <clears throat> it's kind of just like a, I don't know. Like I said, it's just a band-aid. I don't feel it's a good fix for anything. Cuz like you the people aren't going to the the companies aren't giving him their A-tier trailers to put out because they want to get all the clicks, they want to get all the ad revenue, they want to get all the buzz. They want to keep everything in house. So they're not going to send out like their big titles for him. He's going to get a lot of indie stuff, which is fine. Negative Space is going to be there next year. Um and then 2026. Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, Justin, you've been quiet for a while. I mean, how, what do you feel about it? Dude, I think now's the time for the Spike Video Game Awards to rise. <laughs> Dude, tell me about it. Bring back G4. So, like, you know, Samuel L. Jackson comes out. And he's like, you motherfuckers ain't ready for this. <laughs> this is Spike Game Awards. I'm actually shocked, like, G4 hasn't come back as a, a big Twitch push. You know? Twitch I mean, I think... their own issues right now. Well, true. But I think they've... They've tried to do it as a streaming thing a few times, mm-hmm. like like a Twitch esque style thing. But I think remember, I think they would tried it on Mixer back mm-hmm. in the day, and then Mixer folded. And so, yeah. Um, but now I think uh, I don't know, man. E three, I think the legacy of E three is going to be establishing the season when everyone releases stuff, because you know, to your point. Yeah, sure. Everyone figured out, hey, this is a hell of a lot cheaper if we just do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
and we don't need to rent out a hall. I don't have to host a bunch of people. I just push record on this camera and then push publish. That's all I do. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, E3 did establish that, oh, that happens late May, early June, and it gets everyone fired up. And then you go from there. Uh, so at least we still have that time period to look forward to. Cause I mean, as you know, as the general public, I didn't care about your industry meetings in any way. I just mm-hmm. wanted the trailers. Give me the trailers. That's all I want. Um, and heart and hardware when it's time. Do you think that, sorry for interrupting you, but mm-hmm. do you think that, um, the, need to put something out at e3 did it a disservice to the industry itself like because like a lot of people were putting out like you know these little teasers and they would say like coming in 2025 and you know what like 50 percent of those games didn't come out ever or like didn't hit 2025 do you think that that like also contributed to the downfall of this because there was no accountability or credibility for these games coming out when they say they were I don't think it was that necessarily. And Justin, tell me if I'm wrong. I think it was these developers having to pull away members of their teams to make the vertical slice that people could play at E3, hmm. where you're, you know, creating just one level and you better make it really good that showcases whatever the game is. And it's, you know, you're pulling all these resources away to do that. Well, yeah, especially, you know, when you have you know, studios say like Square Enix that are like working on like three different Final Fantasy games at the same time mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, we ran into, they ran into the issue with like Kingdom Hearts 3 where it took forever because so many people had to like jump from one project to this to try and get it out on time. And, you know, there's, when Shannon brought that up, man, every time I think of Deep Down and <laughs> I, I was looking forward to that game so much and it's just it's never coming out like it was forever just some e3 trailer that the game's never gonna exist <laughs> oh i'll go even older remember the starcraft ghost trailer i was so hyped for that game <laughs> so hyped and it you know i mean sure that n64 build or whatever leaked and i should absolutely not have been hyped but <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, it's just, you know, it is depressing when stuff like that happens. And I know, you know, they want to sit there and get people excited and announce stuff. But I feel like, you know, Nintendo kind of has the right idea of holding it close to the chest until it's like months away from release. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the smart way to do it when it's like, you know, like Wolverine just got leaked and stuff and it's like dude that's just not coming out for like another two you know plus years and like it's all over twitter and whatever now and people it's like you know we're seeing stuff for grand theft auto but it's like that's not coming out for another like two years and stuff so it's like stuff comes and goes and gets forgotten um so i think you're kind of right like they need to have that timing down just right to be like, here's all these games. And guess what? Like they're all coming out within like the next couple months. This is what you get to look forward to. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think the, the time frame needs to be reduced. Like fuck a game in 2026. That's probably not going to come out. Like, I don't care about that anymore. 
Dude, I feel like I'm surprised Xbox doesn't do more like do their version of like a Nintendo Treehouse for Game Pass and be like, dude, that's, this is all the shit that's coming out on Game Pass in the next like couple months. I mean, they kind of did with Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, at they the last did, like, at the last once. Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, and that like hit hard, and it was out that day, and it got like so much buzz. And just, like they haven't done that, I feel like since though. I I do not. I'm agree with you. I do not understand how more companies don't take Nintendo's approach now that it's worked so well multiple times. I mean, uh, the Paper Mario Origami King that was what four weeks before it was released. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Wonder was announced like seven weeks before it was released. No one knew that game was coming, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, September." Yeah, and it's like order it today. And yeah, it's just like boom. I mean, you didn't, you didn't even know the name of the second Zelda game until like three months before the game right? came out. Right, <laughs> Breath of the Wild sequel. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite gags on here. Was just you know never knowing what the second Zelda was. Uh, oh, d- but oh yeah. Sp- speaking of which, uh, so there was a game that came out called The Day Before that was revealed. <laughs> yeah. at, oh uh, right, <laughs> at the at the Keeley's Game Show Awards. 45 days that thing lasted. Now it is the servers are shutting down. It is closing down for good. That game is not going to be around anymore. Everyone said it was a scheme. Like mm-hmm. it was just a a money pilfering scheme, which mm-hmm. I found hilarious. Um, yeah. I, I actually haven't looked many details into that, but mm-hmm. it's it's pretty funny. It's I mean, pretty funny. that game was troubled to begin. If it was a game, it was troubled to begin with. I mean, a lot of people said it was like supposed to be open world, and then it came out and it said it was an open world, and that pissed a bunch of people off. And it was like, you know, then they said it was pretty linear, and then yeah, they said it was like a cash grab, even though it was like mm-hmm. coming right out. And then yeah, now it's shutting down. So, oof. dude, it's just crazy. That just goes to show, though, in a year where you know we get stuff like Forspoken. Gollum, King Kong, the fact that something at the end of yeah. the year can come out and wipe them all out, like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, forty-five yeah. days. I mean, talk about talk about squeaking it in too, like forty-five days. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it almost sounds like it wasn't really a game, though. So I don't know if it counts. It was an experience. Yeah, it's one of those where there's going to be a <laughs> yeah, Netflix. Yeah, right? A Netflix documentary about it next year. <laughs> it's going to be Fez and that, you know. Um, yeah, what was that? Indie Game the movie? Was that yeah. the one that Fez was in? Yeah. God, I love Indie Game the movie. It's so good. <laughs> Can't wait to see uh, the sequel with negative space. Um, <laughs> there's, there's one. So. I unironically I do watch indie game the movie like quite a bit. Sometimes I'll just put it on the background or like whatever, like when mm-hmm. I'm working. And I I own it and on the website there's like a uh direct like commentary and it has uh Edmund McMillan and Tommy, the developers of Super Meat Boy, commentating the entire movie and it's so fucking funny and they get to the one part and like Ed's hitting him, he's like, dude, dude, he's like, It's coming, it's coming, my favorite part, and it's when Phil Fish looks at me, he's like I would kill myself. And they're like, he said it. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> just them like bashing on him, like the entire movie. It's so uh, I mean, apparently who knows? Cause you know, none of us know him personally, but apparently he's just like a legendary asshole. So <laughs> hmm. go figure somebody in the video gaming industry is an asshole. 
Justin. Um, Whoa! <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. I was like, man, kind of brutal, Shannon. I, I wasn't. I was. I was kind of trying to pull it back to like Activision and things like that. But you know, oh. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, a little close to home. Oh, hey, you don't have to hit to hurt, Shannon. I'm just saying. <laughs> um. All right, should we do a little what we have been playing? Sure. So I. Uh, I got a, a gift card and took advantage of Steam sale to grab Justin's indie game of the year, which is Dave the Diver. Just because hmm. I've heard nothing about this, nothing but good things about this game mm-hmm. for months. And honestly, didn't know much about it, but it was, I think, $13 on Steam. So I was like, you know what? Steam Deck, let's roll. And, uh, it's good. It's it's good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the graphics are better than screenshots make it look. I will say that. Like, in motion, that game is really pretty. Um, you essentially are an overweight diver that gets conned <laughs> into going back to... Uh, conned by one of your old compadres to go to this spot. And it's hilarious because he's like, it's the great blue hole. Every time you dive, it changes. Hmm. He's like, no one knows why, but every time you go underwater, everything changes. And so that kind of explains why every time you dive, there's it's like a new run, you know, like Mm -hmm. changes the dungeon, essentially. But your whole thing is you're supposed to go in there and catch fish. And then the con man has also set up a restaurant, a sushi restaurant on the shore of the Great Blue Hole. So you bring your fish up and then you work at the restaurant at nighttime to make money. So you can upgrade all your stuff right now about an hour or two into the game. You, it kind of becomes subnautica (laughs) where like you're stumbling characters keep getting introduced and keep getting introduced and they all have their own wants and desires. Right. But you kind of start stumbling across like an ancient civilization and then this guy shows up and he's like, oh, you got to find these artifacts because I, I it's basically Atlant- Atlantis, right? Because I figured out this and that and that. And so you start kind of unpeeling this onion, the a story from your dives as it goes along and what the other characters are telling you. Um, my And it's fun. Like all of this is fun. It's, it sounds tedious and it sounded tedious to me. But as I was playing it, you get you get into it. You know, it's like, okay, and I caught this fish, which makes me this amount of money and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, you're gaining a reputation on like their fake social media app. So more, more and more people are showing up to your restaurant and you're getting, you're going to, it's kind of like Tapper Mm -hmm. where you run down to the end, grab the food, run back, get the money, run down, you know, and uh, you get overwhelmed. So then now you have to hire staff. And staff will help you out. And then you hire a chef because the chef's going to get overwhelmed. And every once in a while, a food critic shows up. And so you need to catch a special fish for the food critic. It's my, it's good. It's fun. You're always involved with something. My only thing is it feels like there's too many systems in the game. They keep piling stuff to do on top of itself. And I'm, probably five or six hours in and they're still introducing mechanics into the game. And it's like, 
does this ever stop? You know, like, does this ever change? I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm just becoming concerned about the amount of stuff in the game. Like too much can be a bad thing sometimes, Hmm. but, uh, but yeah, if you are interested and can grab it on sale, totally worth the like 13 bucks. I paid for it. A lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. Nice. I saw that your daughter got a uh, bluey for. Oh uh, yes. The have bluey you played game. that yet? Have you played that at all? She has beaten the game. No. Already. Yet? Yeah. She was very excited. Knocked it out in two days. Wow. Uh, you know, as, as Jordan was saying before, not the most complicated of games, <laughs> but it looks exactly like the show. It's like you're playing the show. It's kind of wild. Nice. Uh, like how are the so, load times? Pretty quick, pretty quick. Uh, yeah, and she was playing on the Switch. Not too bad at all. I mean, an under 10 seconds, I would say. Okay. You know, not not horrible. Uh, kept kept a six-year-old's attention, so it's not too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, she was really digging it. She was really digging it. Um, oh, and uh, my son played the new Pokemon DLC. Uh-huh. And if you want to talk about your games, I think I'm going to have him come and tell you guys about it (laughs) since i have not played it and he's really wanting to talk to someone about it so maybe uh justin can think of some interview questions for him okay okay. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go grab him real quick all right putting you on the spot hot interview right now yep uh but shannon why don't you go ahead and talk about it okay um i didn't i i you know, with, it's kind of funny with this gaming year, like with all these hot games coming out, like I have <clears throat> been bouncing from game to game, wanting something that kind of s- scratches an itch. I don't know what it is. I want a good first person shooter. Uh, <clears throat> so I was looking through something on my Steam Deck to play in bed. Um, and, uh, you know, there's this, there's the winter sale going on right now on Steam. So I found uh, that Sniper Elite 4 is available to play on the uh switch uh, on on the switch on the steam deck <laughs> and i'll tell you uh it's more sniper elite uh the graphics look a little better uh you know it's still got the x-ray vision when you like line up a really good shot and like hit somebody so you can see like where it's like you know taking them out um so you know all in all it's good i think you know it takes me about an hour or two per level because like i'm really trying to like sneak through i'm not trying to like just uh you know, going guns a blazing, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's a, it's a good time. That's all I've been able to play. Um, I think we have a special guest, uh, jumping into the room now. I do see a big smile on his face. Uh, wow. It's a lot of teeth. Um, Jonathan, do you want to, want to say hi to everybody? Can I talk now? So Jonathan, welcome to the show. Welcome to that pixel life. The last, uh, episode of the, uh, of 2023, uh, we hear that you got some uh, DLC for the Pokemons uh, that you've been playing. Tell yeah. us a little bit about it. Uh, okay, so it was a pretty fun DLC. Not gonna lie, probably nice. better. It was better than the last one. Not gonna. It was a bit. It had more storyline and it was a lot longer. Okay. Than the la- the and last what one. DLC is it again? Indigo Disc for Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet. Okay. And so, what do you do in the DLC? That's like, what's your main objective? Uh, to find 
to get to Area Zero, find Terrapagos, and catch it. While also okay. trying, while also trying to conquer the Blueberry League. So you go back because you go to Area Zero at the end of the original game, right? So yeah, you're kind of just going back to Area Zero again. Yeah, except there's a new level in an elevator under under the Area Zero's lab. There's a level with like a ton of crystal caverns. Pokemon that have terrestrial energy to, for every single type of the entire Pokedex. And okay. and Terrapagos is slumbering at the final turn. Okay. Uh how like how long is the DLC? Like how long uh, did it take you? It took me like about like two days. Two okay. and like a quarter. That's a pretty decent size. Is there how many new Pokemon are there? A lot. A lot? Like there's like all the Alolan forms. Like if like new new Pokemon, like like new actual new Pokemon, not just like new Pokemon that that we've seen before, but not in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's new Pokemon like new form, like not new forms, but like new evolutions and stuff. Like Duraludon, like Duraludon got an evolution. Um, there's more. There was a, there was in Violet a what's it called? The um, extinct Pokemons, the extinct mm-hmm. ones. There was a Cobalion and Terrakion they added, which there. There's a person from the first game for the first DLC, Perrin, who you find Ursaluna, the Blood Moon one, with. She's asking you to get 200 forms in like the 250 Pokemon there are in the Blueberry Pokedex, and then it shall show you get you photos and. And those are how to get the Entei and Raikou prehistoric form. Mm. Alright. So do you know, like, do you have to have beat the game in order to play the DLC? Or are you able to just, like, access uh, it at some point? It doesn't matter where you are in your areas, area zero in your regular game or Kitakami adventure. You can play the DLC no matter what. Nice. Alright. That's cool. Now, would you say this DLC was more challenging than the previous one, or did you would you say it was about the same? It was a bit more challenging. Like there were harder battles. Like the Pokemon are way higher leveled. Mm-hmm. Like the Pokemon in the, like the first one were like up to like the seventies. Well, this one's all the way into like the eighty threes. Dang, wow. okay. dude, that's crazy. <laughs> who's mean, your uh, Who's your go to lineup? Uh, the lineup I have right now is, is starter Skeleturge, Maridon, Coridon, I got Maridon from a trade for a Screamtail, uh, Coridon, and then a, uh, so Applin got a new evolution in Kizakami Diplin, which was a Caramel Apple, this one got one called Hydrapple Diplin, which is, you guess, if you we're guessing you guessed it probably it's diplin's body a caramel apple with six dra- with like seven dragon heads coming out of it oh wow uh so that's hydrapples so yeah that and then terrapagos and then greninja greninja cool you i like to have that. greninja on the team mm-hmm. man so would you say this is this dlc is better than any of the dlc from sword and shield uh, it, it's about the same, actually. Like, graphics, way better. Like, gameplay, way better. 
Okay. But like to be fair, this is like two years after Sword and Shield, so. Yeah, because I never played the DLC for Sword or Shield, Avoid but you're games. you're 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 making me want to play uh, the Scarlet and Violet uh, DLC. So, uh, so I got it for in a two pack. Like when we bought the Kid Takami DLC, I think my dad forgot to buy the base one, and that's why it costed a bit extra because we bought both of them. So like I'm like, uh, Dad, I'm seeing posts, so I'm gonna go check and yeah yeah because uh he was like hey let's get the new dlc and i was like bro uh i don't want to spend 25 bucks on that right now and he's like no it's already here and i'm like wait <laughs> uh okay i guess i messed that up earlier <laughs> <laughs> yep. it's here and it's ready your mistake is my gain yep awesome well that's awesome I'm glad you are. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad that there's still new Pokemon that are coming out that uh, that will keep you entertained. Probably even newer one. Probably even more and then more and then more and then more and then more and more. It's probably more <laughs> new Pokemon coming out. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I got one final question for you. Do you still do random trades? Yes. All, all the, the time. To- all the time. Are uh, you sending I- out trash? Or are you actually sending out like legit Pokemon for people? Uh, I was. I I like always like. Exp- I always, like, like, I, it's always when I have a duplicate Pokemon. So, like, it's, like, if I have a duplicate, like, say, Tadbulb, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sending that out. But, like, say a duplicate Magmortar, I'm also sending that out. Like, it's, all, it's only when I have duplicate Pokemon. So, okay. like, when I have two. Oh, dude, I will random trade <laughs> if I come across, like, a herd of, you know, one level one whatevers. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's getting level ones. <laughs> Random trade fodder. No, no mainly, yeah. mainly I just trade to get one of the websites, and I'm like, <laughs> to just like get a website that I can like, because like you know how there's like random trades, and also in the surprise trades there you can get like those guys with the website names, and they'll just trade you like a shiny or something. Hmm. I've got the like why I've got shinies twice. I got. The one I want, what? Have I got Chinese toys? Actually, I think I only got it once. And it was not in a website name. I know. Hmm. Three times. Wow. Uh, I got one after a very sad moment where I found a shiny Drift Bloom. It used Explosion. I was (laughs) not happy. And then I got traded a shiny Quaxley. And I'm like... That's rad. Saluted Drift Bloom. (laughs) And next was... I got a shiny Skeledurge from a website trade, and I think, and I forget the next one I got. My f- favorite shiny I got was a insanely shi- cool shiny. With like, I got a sparkling sandwich for it was either ground or fighting type. I think fighting type, and I was trying to get the Great Tusk, the new Dawn Fan Paradox in Scarlet. Okay, so. I, go- I was going for that. Seven minutes left. Caught, uh, found a shiny. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that was my favorite shiny. Probably my favorite shiny in the game. There you go. Jonathan catching W's in Pokemon. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like to thank our uh, Pokemon correspondent, <laughs> JV. Good job, JV. Good job. And uh, we'll have you on next time when there's more Pokemon to talk about. See you in three years. See ya. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll see you soon. See you soon. <laughs> see ya. All right. So, Justin, now that we got our Pokemon correspondent out of the way, what have you been playing, sir? I was playing this week a little game. You may or may not have heard of it. It's called Lego 2K Racing. Hell yeah. What did you think of ah. that game? Dude, it's been... It's so hard because it's like I really want to finish Alan Wake and I was like, oh, I'm just going to play Lego 2K Racing for a little while. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. I, I played for hours and it was like one in the morning. And I'm like, Fuck, dude, I have to go to bed. Nice. Um, no, it's been so much fun. Uh, the humor in the game is pretty great. Like mm-hmm. all your uh, rival like racer nemesis and stuff. I just got to the point where I unlocked like one of my rivals is like the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> um, but no, I loved I love driving around, driving through stuff, and it exploding never gets old. Especially hitting people and launching <laughs> them like 500 feet is hilarious every single time. Mm-hmm. And I'll oh, just yeah. repeatedly go forward and then back over them and just keep like running <laughs> them over. It's great. Oh, yeah. When you finish a race and there's people around you celebrating and you're in your car and you're like, I need to get out of here, guys. Like, could you move? And then they don't. And you're just like, fuck this. And you just run over everybody. <laughs> better than like driving to like a waypoint that you need to get to for like a race or something. And there's just like a bunch of people sitting around there waiting. I just crash into the building. Like, <laughs> it's great um i built i spent hours uh building my own car um i got to the point i used so many bricks it was getting to the point where it was like dude you're about to run out of bricks (laughs) um so it's like a like level five like i think probably the heaviest your car can go (laughs) in terms of weight and it's funny switching vehicles like oh i'll switch the little quad it's like and then i get to the road it's like whoa uh and, and so that's fun i'm like driving like the little black corvette or whatever now because like as much as i like the look of my car like there's times like where i need to get some air and like whatever to like collect stuff on top of roofs and stuff and it's like yeah my heavy ass little i called it the hot wad um <laughs> it, it's a little too heavy to be doing stunts with and stuff but it controls great. It looks great on the PS5. Um, I I do like, you know, doing the fact that it is a lot like uh, Forza Horizon and stuff. You know, you can do races. I just drive around. There's times where I wasn't even just going to the objective. I'm just driving around, just finding stuff, doing whatever, just having fun, like exploring the world. I did one of the missions where it was like a alien invasion mm-hmm. they have to like stop so i'm like vin diesel over here just like drifting into like clumps of aliens and stuff trying to protect the uh little beacons or whatever it was mm-hmm. that's rad uh have you just stopped to mow lawns like and get like the little like boost patches and things like that yet no i don't think i've done that yet yeah there's a there's a mission where like somebody wants you to put together like a lawnmower like a riding lawnmower <laughs> And it's got, like, little propeller blades on the side. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, if you see any, like, patches of, like, tall grass, if you mow, like, all of the grass, it turns into, like, these areas where, like, if you drive through them, it gives you a whole bunch of boost. Like, so, like, you know, I've been, like, I'll come across a patch where there's just, like, grass everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to stop and just, like, mow this for, like, five minutes. And then, uh, and then it, like, uh, like, a patch of, like, all this, like, shiny stuff pops up. So, like, it's it's fun. I played a little bit of it this weekend. I'm in Spooky Town. So I think I'm like one or two uh, locations past where you're at because you're in like the the Wild West, right? 
Yeah, I think I like just got to the Wild West. Gotcha. Yeah, it's fun, dude. Like it's it's good. Um, like uh, I think, yeah, I rock like I got like a police boat that I'm rocking when I'm in the water. I got like the Corvette. The black Corvette's a pretty good like car that pr- basically just takes you through the, the majority of the game. And then I think for like yeah the off road, I got the the lawnmower. It's basically what I use. Nice, cause yeah, I haven't gotten any of the uh, like boat upgrades yet i think i have like three or four different cars and then i don't think i ha- i think i have like two or three of the little quads and then i don't have any of the other boats yet nice you should uh if you i don't know if you linked up like because it makes you like uh do a uh, like a lego 2k account or something mm-hmm. like you have to set one of those up before you start the game um if you go to the store right now i think there's a free boat that you can get what yeah that's how they get you. That's how yeah. they get you to link up your account. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, it's good. It's a good game. It's solid. I'm waiting for it to get stale, though. But it hasn't yet. Like, I mean, it's a little stale in the fact that, like, you know, it's the same in pretty much every world that you go to. Like, you're doing the same thing. You're catching, you're finding, like, the hidden tchotchkes. You're finding, like, the glowing orbs. Uh, But, like, you know, it, it's it's still fun to go drive around and explore all of the uh, the extra like side missions. They're all they're all good. They're all solid. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun to play in short bursts, like playing for a couple hours. I couldn't imagine playing for like eight hours straight or anything like that. But it's been mm-hmm. fun, like every other night instead of just playing for a couple hours. Sweet, nice. Yeah, it's a good game. Good for you. Good for you for playing that. You can put it on your game of the year list now. You know, it might it might make an appearance. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Um, do we have a spoiler zone? Do we have bro, I, any sirens? Bro, I yeah, there's there's a huge siren. Like so I started watching uh the blue eyed samurai because when yeah. Zach Anderson told me, Hey, you should watch this. This is a legit show. So, you know, I tell my wife, like, hey, like Zach really likes the show. He usually doesn't like anime. Let's sit down and watch it together. Uh-huh. She was like, all right, like literally like 30, like probably no, because there are 30 minute episodes, probably like 15 minutes into the first episode. They're in a brothel. There's like titties everywhere. Like the people are doing bro, some weird hanky-panky stuff. You got to give, like, give people a warning, bro. Like you can't just like let us walk in there. Like not who knows what I'm expecting at this point. Like I was expecting John Wick to be like chopping people up with like samurai swords. I'm like, dude, like, yeah, it's like, bro caught me off guard and then i had to like you know do that like weird awkward like how do you feel about this like you know is this a, is this cool titties like cool titties we can watch? <laughs> and she was like yeah this is very tasteful tasteful titties like we can watch tasteful titties i was like okay cool uh but- outside of uh your prudish awkwardness <laughs> um doesn't that show kick ass so I'm uh I've completed seven of the episodes. So I'm like the uh, I'm, the, I'm on the eighth one tonight. So we're gonna finish it up. The puppet but, the puppet theater episode though. Oh uh, my god, oh, that was good. dude! Oh my god, it's but, so good. But that twist in episode seven, like I saw that one coming a mile away. I was like, oh, oh sure. I mean, it's not, you know, I mean, it's not like the most original story you've ever seen in your life, but it's executed so well. It is. It's uh I mean if if it's funny cuz like it feels like they cover so much in a 30 minute episode. Right. Like, right. There's just it's so dense, but like it makes sense. Like you follow the story, you <clears throat> you know, you see the questionable things that the samurai does and you're mm-hmm. just wow, that's that's cold. <laughs> um 
But at the same time, like, you know, like you were saying, like, her only goal is revenge. And she yeah. says it multiple times. Like, I don't care about you guys. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. here for, to kill. Um, and, all of you, know, you are a means to an end. And they're just much. like, and they're like, yeah, but you're awesome. And she's like, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> I am not. Like, I am death incarnate. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. Everybody else's life is just so horrible that they're willing to cling on to anybody yeah, that yeah. shows them a way to get out. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I like all, I mean, what was it? What's his name? The, the dude with the stumpy hands, um, uh, ring, ring, Ringu, Ringo, Ringo. He's, he's my boy. Like he's hella funny. Um, like he is like the comic relief of, of everything. For sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like I totally like him. Uh, he's very, uh, upbeat. Uh, the other samurai that's in it, uh, he's pretty cool. Um, he's, uh, it's, it's funny because like, that's like the old anime trope. It always reminds me of like a Dragon Ball where like, you know, ultimately like we're going to fight and like I'm going to be stronger than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then like the he consistently shows he's stronger in different ways, but ultimately like lacking in the ways that count, um, which are are pretty cool. Uh, it, you know, how, um, cool. I'm going to try to say this in a way that isn't spoilery, <laughs> but when she makes the weapon. Mm hmm. Was that not like the coolest goddamn sequence? And especially <laughs> once you realize why she's making it mm-hmm. or like how she learned that that's the weapon she wants. Like at the, you're kind of learning that as she's doing it. And it's mm-hmm. like, I did such a good, <laughs> such a good moment, such a good moment. Like, it is I, there, I mean, but it's not just a strong moment for her too, because it's a strong moment for, the princess too because like, right. she's got her own story that she's going along with uh and like the there's the overlapping arc of like both of them realizing that there's you know like you know in there's impurities and imperfections that make you who you are that make mm-hmm. you stronger as a whole uh i think is a is a is a pretty powerful message and it's done it's their, their their stories are interwoven pretty well and and how that is introduced in forging it's mm-hmm. like no the impurities are you need them or otherwise mm-hmm. it's too brittle and mm-hmm. And I thought that was really smart, you know, as a metaphor. I agree. Uh, yeah. I'm happy yeah, you watched it. Well I'm happy you watched it. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's good. We got one episode left and I'm glad there's a season two. Like I, I, I hope that it is basically, I hope there's four seasons mm-hmm. and I hope all four seasons are just like <clears throat> an arc that culminates in the final battle of like one of these four white devils, essentially. Well, let's hope that uh, Justin can stop watching uh, Morbius for the tenth time and, and work in some time to get blue eye samurai under his belt. It's all on my list. Like I know I, after going to Disneyland, you know, I'm like a couple weeks behind on a lot of different anime right now. See, I thought um, you'd be watching it in the car on the drive. You're right. <laughs> I, I should have. That, I can't that do that because Megan's going to get mad. That's it. I mean, Megan's going to like it too. Yeah, that's true. Megan's going to want to watch that. So you're right. Yeah, that might be a good one for us both to watch. Mm-hmm. Half hour episodes, man. You can knock those out super fast. Yeah. I do appreciate that. I I want I of all people watch the whole thing in three days. So it's not it's not a big chore. It's not. Um, I watched a uh, a movie this past week. I went and saw the new Wonka movie. Hell yeah! Mm, How was it? Is it okay? So. How, yeah, how is is it better than the original, or is it better than the Johnny Depp one, or is it just better than you thought it was going to be? That 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't touch the original. And of course, like the Johnny Depp one, I feel like is good in its own way. Like, you know, it has that very like Tim Burton kind of spin on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, it's so funny because it's not really marketed as a musical, even though it is like. Well, it's got Oompa Loompa, so I would assume. Well, and A, so that, like, light spoilers, but that was a surprise to me. Like, the Oompa Loompas don't show up until very late. In really? The movie. Okay. Yes, that was kind of surprising. Well, I expected it earlier. I mean, that is an origin story, so, like, yeah. I Yeah. I can see that making sense. But, I, I, again, I would have thought earlier. But, yeah, I could see where that makes sense narratively. But I like the the general premise of the movie is essentially like Wonka uh, wanting to open a shop uh-huh. in this like chocolatier little town. And like the big, the big pharma of chocolate kind of like runs these streets and do not want him there. And so they're trying to like, make sure he does not is not able to open this shop or sell chocolate in this area. And he kind of gets swindled into like becoming a slave at this like laundromat. Mm-hmm. And it's like him kind of trying to figure out how to like sneak away and like secretly sell chocolate and stuff to like buy his freedom from these people. <laughs> to, it, sounds, like, it sounds like that one story you were telling me about the gambler dude that got like sent oh, to the, Kaiji, yeah, dude, where he gets yeah. sent underground to yeah. buy a one-day pass where he can earn enough money in the one day to yeah. buy his freedom. Yeah, it is It is very similar to that. Um, and it's like, yeah, him, uh, the musical, like the music and stuff, I thought was really good. Like, I enjoyed the music visually. Uh, it was very, like, impressive. Like, it was nice. It was, oh, I nice. watched it at the, uh, like, Harkins, the Cine Capri, whatever, on, like, the big screen, and it was, mm-hmm. like, really pretty to watch. Um, and as far as kind of, like, yeah, like, a origin story kind of prequel go, like, I liked all the characters. It had a lot of, like, genuine, like, funny moments in it and stuff, and it had some, like, touching kind of moments as well. Um, I definitely, you know, recommend it. How was Timothy Chalamet as uh, Willy Wonka? You know, I initially didn't think I was really going to like him as Wonka. And he, like, throughout the movie, I feel like he really grows on you. I find that in most of his roles, actually. I go into, like, most of his movies going like, ah, this dude. And then by the end of it, I'm like, ah, he's all right. He's pretty good. I think my kind of thing was, like, you know, you watch the original Wonka. You think of Wonka as, like, oh, man, dude, this, like, he's angry. Like, he gets mad. And, you know, he's very, like, happy-go-lucky in this movie, which doesn't really change throughout the movie, but, uh, you know, it grows on you uh, throughout. And kind of, like, him, like, helping these other people who are... Because it's not just him, which is kind of nice, too. Like, the other people who are also trapped in this laundromat that are essentially slaves, he's trying to, like, free them as well. And they kind of become part of his, like, entourage like team and stuff to like help him like enact his like master plan to sell chocolate now hugh grant is an oompa loompa how does that play in like is the cgi good did they just put him on a did they just put him on a like a a body an orange body like yeah like cgi wise he looks good 
he's hilarious and it's one of those like i almost wish we got a little more time with him um because like it comes in very late into the movie mm-hmm. um but you know i did enjoy his part like he has some good little like zinger moments and stuff like his back and forth with wonka is pretty funny because mm-hmm. his whole thing is that like wonka stole the the seeds from his like homeland or whatever so he says that like you know wonka owes him like x amount of chocolate or whatever for the seeds he stole which is why he got like exiled from the island because he was supposed to be on guard duty and fell asleep and so um no their their moment's cute it's one of those where they kind of set it up where it's like i could almost see them doing a sequel Mm -hmm. uh which would be interesting i guess like they could kind of go like an in-between uh like johnny Depp wonka and then the original kind of do like you know the the glass elevator uh you know type situation which would be pretty cool um nice no would you say this is a movie that you would want to see in theaters or wait until it comes to home video on demand yeah because i'll be honest it kind of sounds rated r for rental (laughs) like it's one of those where i can a hundred percent say that like personally i probably would have waited um just to watch it megan really wanted to see it so we went and saw it in theaters i don't regret though seeing it in theaters like i wasn't like oh dude we really should have waited like but are there good like theater level visuals and audio and stuff like that yeah i mean watching it on like the big screen especially with it being a musical and stuff was nice uh but you know with your new sound bar i mean you mm-hmm. might get some good you know sound in it i'm sure it'll probably be on like hbo max or something here in like the next like two months sweet that's where i'm watching it <laughs> Well, that's where Shannon watches everything unless I <laughs> drag him kicking and screaming to a movie theater that's about it's about how it goes these days. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, well, gentlemen, is that a show? It is. All right. I think, uh, I think Justin, why don't you take us on in for a landing? You know, what, guys, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the, that picks live podcast. You know, I hope everyone had a very merry christmas hope everyone got some cool stuff you know i hope you had fun with your family ate lots of prime rib and mac and cheese you know while you're at it head on over to spotify give your boys a review let us know how we're doing and uh zach if robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hope y'all had a merry christmas and go be great And it's a rough year for me because Georgia ain't in the college football championship and I'm a little upset. I don't know how to handle this. I'm going to watch the Wonka, the best movie ever. Aquaman 2, best movie ever. (laughs) I spent three nights putting together little OB1s, little Spider-Man quad cycle. I tell you what, that thing did not have instructions. (laughs) I'm a priest, not a carpenter. (laughs) I I built it by the force. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.